In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Not Paul. It's Ian. Stuck with me. Suckers. So we're back. Um, it's the third of the series um, where we're looking at sort of the teams in our division. What's their cap situation like? What's their um, free agents like? So we save the most boring one till last. And that is none other than the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I will say, Jack, having to carve out, you know, 15 minutes out of the day to record these things, you know, it's been pretty easy. Then you say, hey, today we're going to talk about the Bengals. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to wake up there for a few seconds. Yeah, we, we might set the record for the shortest podcast ever with this one. Well, it's almost as long as the list of uh, valuable free agents coming out of Cincinnati. So first, we'll touch on the salary cap situation. Um, so their top 51 is 151 million. Um, they've got a little bit for Carlos Dunlap in dead money, but overall, because they rolled over some money, they've got 37.6 million currently in cap space. So there is a lot of stuff this team can do just to look at some of these contracts. They've got three players currently on the books who are over 10 million in salary cap. That's DJ reader, Gino Atkins and Trey Waynes. So it is a very, very cheap roster in need of a rebuild, some investment, um, in particular. Well, that's what happens when you have your quarterback as the former number one pick, Joe Burrow, at what, $8 million? So this is a guy that can be there cheap. But sort of, we'll get into the free agents and we'll look at where we think they'll make some big splashes and in investments. So first free agent that comes onto the list is actually one that I, w- I don't think the Browns will sign him, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. It's cornerback William Jackson. Yeah, Jackson was actually, uh, it was interestingly enough, when he was in the draft, so the Bengals and the uh, Steelers were picking real close to each other, and it was well known that the Steelers had their eyes on Mr. William Jackson the third, and the Bengals said, not so fast, my friend. Jump the Steelers. They took William Jackson. So he's had a decent little career in, uh, in Cincinnati, and with all the money that they have, you almost wonder – is he a franchise? If they, for example, if they get Carl Lawson, who we'll get to locked up, could they use a franchise tag on William Jackson? Could they look to give him some money? Because, I mean, he's a he's a pretty good player. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. The corners like him don't come don't come around all that often. So he's one that I'll be curious to see what happens to because he's got a lot of upside, and I think he'd have a lot of suitors if he decides to hit the free agency market. Yeah, I think they'd be mad to let him go, um, especially when you've got that space. Bring him in, and he's instantly gonna make your secondary much better obviously you need more people you've got jesse bates who's been phenomenal as a safety um and i I think william jackson gives them something strong at corner yeah he's not a world beater but he's just that sort of he's in your top half he's just basically is he in or is he out in sort of the top half of the corners in the league he's sort of comfortably in that sort of 20th best corner range yeah, he's a, he's a cornerback number one. He's not a top 10 corner, 
but I would say he's definitely a cornerback one for a majority of the league. So next, you mentioned him. It's Carl Lawson, a name that lots of Browns fans have got excited about. Probably, I don't think you're going to have to get excited because I don't think he's going anywhere. 55 million over four. All the noise has been that he's the one that they're either going to tag or extend. So he seems to be slightly more their priority over William Jackson. I don't know if that's because they're really confident they're going to extend Jackson. So Lawson becomes one they might tag. But it's another guy. They'd be mad to let him leave. Yeah, I mean, Carl Lawson's a good player. He He's just a heavy-handed guy. He disrupts the quarterback. He doesn't do anything like superiorly well, but he just does a lot of things really well, like pretty well, you know? So he's a guy um, struggles a little bit in the run game. If you remember right, the Browns kind of exploited him a little bit in the run game. Um, But he's definitely a guy that I think if you're looking at DN wise, he's really kind of a DN two. He's kind of a solid DN two. Like he needs a miles Garrett. So if you're talking about in terms of the Bengals, you know, where they're going to go in free agency or draft. Don't be surprised if they maybe give him a little bit of extra love or give him some extra, you know, bodies in that room. Because ultimately, I mean, other than Sam Hubbard, they don't really have a ton of pass rushers per se. So whether it's free agency, they do have the number five pick in the draft. They could look to go that route, even though I don't know if there's a top five pass rusher. There's not a Chase Young or anybody in this draft, but you know, definitely look for the Bengals, I think, to bring him back in that solid DN2 money range. And so the the next name up is a cornerback, um, primarily played in the slot, um, and that is Mackenzie Alexander, um, looking at probably a one-year deal this offseason. They could bring him back just for some consistency, but quite frankly, I think you could probably spend maybe one million more and get better in the slot than Mackenzie Alexander. This one's really easy. He was a second round pick. So this kid's out of Clemson. I remember when he came out, he was pretty well talked about. So this is very easy. Yes. Coach Stefanski, when you guys drafted Mackenzie Alexander in the second round in Minnesota, can you maybe shed some light on why he's no longer in Minnesota? There you go. That's pretty easy to do because you, you can get a quick, recap on Mackenzie Alexander and if Stavansky says no he's a nice guy like I think we could actually find a role from here make the call like you said one year two three million bucks for a former second round pick he was physical he's a physical corner um I think sometimes he just relied on instincts in college that paid off for him and in the pros it just gets him dusted so there you go yeah and he, he had a really good year all the way back to 2018 so if they're confident they can get that out of him then it's worth a go but the last two years haven't been great and then sort of just it's weird the sort of watching his take last year AJ Green obviously age and injuries have caught up but it just didn't look like the same guy that really flashed in the past I mean AJ Green was perennially one of the best wide receivers in the NFL no doubt about it and then he obviously got hurt in 2019 and I don't know if it was just weird, you know, because Burrow had such a great season and had so many flashes. I mean, we watched him against Cleveland. I was in at that Bengals game and he was dropping some dimes. I mean, Burrow's a lot of talent, but the problem is, is it was kind of AJ green and you know, the temptations, there was nobody else. It was, they tried to force targets to him. He didn't look right. You know, what's he going to be after the 
after the injury, but also he didn't get any help with our other free agent wide receiver, uh, John Ross, who was supposed to be this deep threat guy that can run a four foot or a four foot, a 4.2 out there. But yeah, it's just, you know, AJ Green, if you're Andrew Berry, you call him two years, 10 million or two years, 20 million. No, I'm not interested. Not interested. Um, We've got the expensive guys. We, we need to change the layout of the room and, I just think a guy like AJ Green, you put him, for example, if Higgins walks, you don't put AJ Green opposite of Odell. Well, you could have the sort of argument if you go, look, you move on from Landry, bring in a Higgins and an AJ Green. For I'm just price. AJ Green's an outside guy. Landry's an inside guy. That's why I said about Higgins no, 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 getting but, the, get the boot. I know you love to get in there any chance but, you can at getting rid of our guy, everybody's guy, Jarvis Landry, Jack. But you're, you're looking at the money and you're going, it's AJ Green and Higgins rather than Landry. That's the sort of debate you can have. I don't think you can add to the most expensive wide receiver pairing in the league. Go, yeah, we're going to throw a 10 million wide receiver on top of that. It's just not sustainable. Well, it's not sustainable. Hence why it's a short contract where I do two years where all of a sudden before the miles money kicks in, before the Baker money kicks in, before the ward money kicks in, before all those big contracts kick in, you do a nice little short deal. But I like AJ Green. If I'm Andrew Barry, I call you're him. You're not investing on the, what you're having Claiborne start at edge opposite Miles Garrett next year because th- that money's got to come from somewhere. Says who? Don't tell me the salary cap, gods, because everybody tells me online that the salary cap is a myth. <laughs> it, it, it just stacks up, and it is, I can't see a head. You know, I'm going 26 with a pass rusher, right? I'm doing pa- I'm doing my pass rusher in the draft. That's where I'm getting him from. Yeah. Um, in my latest mock, I got my guy Gregory Rousseau from the University of Miami at 26. And you also have T- uh, Joe Tyron there. You got a few guys. You can get Jalen Phillips, maybe. I'll stick one of those guys over there. So I I think two positions we're going to see the Bengals spend some money in free agency. Oh yeah, um, they're gonna. I think they're. If not, here's the thing, because I think you're right about this. The question is, will the players want to sign with them? Because the Bengals have money to sign. And I think you're right. They're going to go after a few guys. Specifically, what position do you think is number one? I think a name that I closely link to them is offensive line. And I would say it's Joe Tooney. Offensive line. They have to protect Burrow. I mean, they got him destroyed last year. Now, they did draft Jonah Williams a few years ago at Alabama with a top 12 pick. So a lot of people there at five are saying, oh, just take Panay Sewell. I don't know if you can, I, I mean, I don't know enough about offensive tackle play. You know, Joe Thomas obviously would break down Jedrick Wills moving from right tackle to left tackle. But at the end of the day, would you then put Sewell at left tackle and move Jonah Williams to right tackle, even though for the last two years in your system, you've been developing as a left tackle, or do you maybe just wait till the second round and take a, a right tackle, or maybe you call the Raiders and see if Trent Brown's available and you try to fix that right tackle, because let's be honest, it ain't going to be Bobby Hart. We know that and we know he's bye, bye, bye. So yeah, I definitely think interior offensive line. Um, there are a few free agent tackles out there other than obviously Trent Brown would be through a trade, but you know, I could definitely see him going out. Joe Tooney solidifying that guard position that they've had just so many problems with because they can't afford to get Burrow killed again. Yeah. It's something crazy for like PFF is like, is it seven in the top 40 or 10 in the top 50 is tackles in the draft. They think it's a really, really deep class. Um, and they're still going to be available in the second. Um, but it's one of them that 
I think the second most important position they go for is wide receiver. They've got Tyler Boyd, that's great, plays a lot in the slot. You've got T. Higgins, that's come on really nicely. But you need a third there. And if your mindset is, hey, we're not going to trade down, we're going to take a tackle and a wide receiver, you take the tackle at the first round and then you take the wide receiver in the second because we have seen so many good wide receivers there in the second round the last two, three years that address the tackle as high as possible. The question becomes, so obviously with them at the five pick, it's going to come down to who's there. Because if I'm looking at Jamar Chase, I'm looking at Devonta Smith, who I think is going to go a little bit later. If I'm looking at Jalen Waddle. you got a lot of talent there, right? A lot of Burrow weapons. And maybe say the Falcons or somebody takes Sewell before that, because obviously offensive tackle, you never know. It depends on whether two or three quarterbacks go before them. I don't know, man. Turning down Jamar Chase at number five. Could be four quarterbacks before they pick. It would be unique. I don't think Trey Lance is going that high, but. Crazy things have happened. That is true. But yeah, the bank, I think the Bengals would be a very interesting thing. They've almost taken the Browns role in terms of off season, just musical chairs, because you know, the Browns were always the talk of the draft, top five pick free agents. Are they going to sign? Are they going to want to sign? Like, you know, that was kind of the Browns role for the long time. And now we've basically learned that the Browns are steady Eddie and the Bengals are, you know, riding across the Atlantic in an ocean liner. So uh, now that's running through. It's been a really fun series just to look at the three other teams um, and go through them. So thanks to Mike for um, throwing that idea our way. Any topics you want to discuss, let us know. There's obviously going to be loads of cuts coming across the NFL. So we're going to be jumping on and chatting about the guys that have come out um, and running through them. I've got my pager tuned into NFL news. So as I get paged with info, we'll jump on here and throw some shows out for you guys. Don't know. As always, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. Um, Ian, where can I find you? You can bring the noise at, at Ian19 on Twitter. Look forward okay. to hearing from you people. I'll ask one thing, guys. Please, please, please go and rate and review the podcast. It means the world to us. Um, so go and hit the five stars. Leave a little review. Say, hey, um, Jack's bald, but we really like Ian. That's fine. Just drop the comment um, in the review. Um, helps us out and if you've got another mate this Browns fan throw him a DM and be like hey have you checked out this show 15 minutes every day I get it Look done how on dumb my these run. guys are um, I, it's my trip in the car um, you guys reach out and say hey it's nice to have a, a little bit of content thank you very much for that. and as always Good